The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily express those held by this station or its advertisers and are strictly the opinions held by those contributing to the show. Welcome to the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, your home for news, discussion, and opinions about high school football in the Mid-Ohio Valley. And now, here's your host, Eric Little. Now this looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Hello and welcome to the first ever edition of the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. As the name would indicate, I am Eric Little. Thank you for joining us here on the program. A little bit about me if you don't know about me. I broadcast Parkersburg South Football for V96.9. This is my fifth year doing that. I'm a broadcaster in the Mid-Ohio Valley area. Have been for 11 years. This will be my 12th year, I believe, covering high school sports and being on the radio. I did five years of minor league baseball in my past. I have time with the Asheville Taurus and the Augusta Green Jackets of the South Atlantic League. And all that time, I was coming back here to work on high school sports for Seven Ranges Radio. So I've been with this company pretty much since I got out of college. Uh, but in that time, I've covered a lot of great athletes. I've covered a lot of people in this area. Uh, as part of what I do, I write a Mid-Ohio Valley prep report for Metro News every week, and they let me freelance and do that. And I certainly am grateful for that opportunity. But I find that a lot more people know who I am through that than a lot of my work on the radio, whether that's Countdown to Kickoff, that's the preview show that I host every Friday at 6 on our stations, or even on the morning show on V96.9, I host a morning show with Jack Horton every day. So I find that one of the things that I get stopped and asked about the most is that prep report that runs on Metro News. So... I decided this year to do a podcast about high school football to talk about some of my opinions because when I do Countdown to Kickoff, I try to be the straight man in that conversation. I try to let the analysts step up and get their opinions across, and I try to just steer the conversation. Every once in a while, I weigh in on things, but I want this to be a more opinion-based show, mine and yours, and we'll get to yours in just a few moments and how you can get involved in just a few moments. I wanted a a platform to do that. I wanted to do something different this year that I hadn't done before. A lot of people have come to me in the past and said, well, why don't you have a podcast? And uh, the answers are are really simple answers. One, this is not my first podcast. I was on a podcast with fellow minor league baseball broadcasters several years back. It's called the Minor League Report. And we just kind of talked about issues in minor league baseball and things that were going on with our teams and with our organizations. I'm currently on a podcast called the Battle Remake podcast, and my friend Buzz Mead and I uh, review films, and we weigh the merits of original films versus remake films. We're uh, into the 100s and episodes of that. We've, we've done more than 100 episodes of that. Without looking, uh, it's not quite 200. I want to say it's into the 160s or 170s, but we've done a lot of episodes of that. We've been doing that, I believe, now, goodness, for about three years. So, uh, BattleRemake.com if you want to hear me talk about movies. So, I have done podcasts before, and that's part one of why I've never done one on my own. But part two is because I have so many radio shows. I have the morning show. I have Countdown to Kick Off. I have Mid-Ohio Valley Now. That's a Sunday morning public affairs show. So I mean, what more do I need to say or, and to whom and about what? So this is really the first thing that I've had uh, the inspiration to do and the time to pull it off uh, about a niche topic. I think if you're going to be a podcaster, you have to have an audience in mind that you're broadcasting to. And high school football brings a lot of passion to people. And everyone is very parochial about that. Uh, I'm somebody that really 
can't afford to be that way anymore. And that's because one of the big lessons I learned in minor league baseball, you don't really root for teams, you root for people. Uh, I know a lot of wonderful people in high school football. I've got good relationships with a lot of coaches in the area uh, on both sides of what you might perceive as some of the biggest rivalries in the area. Let's start here. I'm a St. Mary's High School graduate, but my heart wasn't ripped out when St. Mary's lost the state championship to Williamstown a few years ago. Sure, I was sad for St. Mary's. I was sad for a lot of those wonderful kids that uh, worked hard to build that season. I was really sad for Jody Moat because Jody Moat's a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. But at the same time, I was also happy for Terry Smith and a lot of his kids because he had some wonderful kids on that team as well. Uh, Very talented young athletes. So I'm not really a fan of a particular team. I just root for people and root for stories. There are great folks on all sides of these rivalries, and that's what's interesting uh, and most important is that there are a lot of good people that are out there mentoring the kids in our area. But enough about me. Let's talk about this podcast and how I want you to get involved and how this can be your venue just as much as mine. I have a Facebook page for this podcast. You can go onto Facebook and search for the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. It's got my face on it. So if you know me, it's pretty simple to find, to recognize me there. Uh, at High School Football Podcast. You can search it that way or the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Pretty self-explanatory right down the middle of the line there. Like that page, and you'll see posts as often as I think of them, and you'll see a poll, and that's one of the more important parts of, the, of, of what I want this to be. And I'll get to this week's poll in just a moment, but I'll post a poll each week that's a discussion topic, that's something that's an issue that's going on in high school football. And if you would, respond to that, and we'll talk about the poll and your responses to that. Also, leave questions and comments. You can put those in our inbox if you'd like. You can post those to the page. Uh, It's your prerogative, and I will read those and identify you as much as you need to be identified or want to be identified. Ask questions. Give comments. And I will read your questions and respond to them. And I will read your comments and weigh in with my opinions, too. But the poll's the big one because I really want to get a mass opinion about certain issues. So without anything further, let's get into this week's poll. This week's poll asked, which offseason event do you feel is the biggest indicator of whether or not a high school football team will have a good season? The answer choices were offseason weight program or seven on seven success. 74% of you said the off-season weight program compared to 26% of you who said the seven on seven success uh, would be an indicator of, of whether or not your team would have a good season. Of course, for those that aren't familiar, seven on seven, those are typically passing drills that happen in the middle of summer during the three-week coaching period. Uh, off-season weight program, that can begin pretty much whenever it wants. And that relies on assistant coaches that are dedicated because usually it's not the head coach that uh, is the lead of that. It requires assistants that are willing to give their time to be in the weight room in December and in January, February, and March. Championships aren't won uh, on July 30th. Championships are won in January uh, with that off-season weight program. And to be honest, that would be my answer in this poll as well. It's the off-season weight program is the biggest indicator of success and has the most, no pun intended, weight behind it. Uh, I do think there are some benefits to seven-on-sevens. You do get a chance to run your offense through its playbook, and your offense gets more familiar with finding each other. If you're trying to run uh, complicated option schemes, perhaps, or a passing game that's timing-oriented, that timing has to come in at some point, and it takes repetition. It takes work to do that. Uh, If you have success in the seven-on-sevens, that can build confidence that a young team may not have. An example of that that I'll give right now is Parkersburg South. They won a 
seven on seven in Marietta this year at Marietta College over the summer. And that's a team that's going to replace a quarterback this year. We'll talk more about personnel in the coming weeks, uh, but that's also a team that's going to be without their top running back from last year. So there are a lot of new faces on that offense, and a seven on seven win or a success in a seven on seven is going to be a nice shot in the arm for that group going into practice. Uh, that probably uh, is a big, big thing for them, uh, where it may not be as big of a thing for a team that is coming off a playoff appearance or a championship even. So I think that offseason weight program, that's got to be the bread and butter. If that's not there, then I don't care what else is. If that's not there, it's kind of like an apple that might be rotten from the inside and look good on the outside. You know, If you've got the veneer of talent, those kids are going to wear down late and you're not going to have the conditioning that you need. You know, you might have the appearances of talent and a really good team, but it's going to erode on you if you don't have that weight program. People think weightlifting is just to add bulk and to add strength. It's not. A lot of weightlifting is to prevent injuries. A lot of weight training prevents injuries. So if done right and if done with dedication, that off-season weight program can build strength, it can build stamina, and it can certainly prevent injuries. That and good conditioning uh, can really be a strong foundation for a good season. So uh, again, we had 19 votes in our inaugural poll uh, as I'm recording this show here on Monday. Uh, that's good. I'm glad to have that feedback. So, uh, again, keep answering those poll questions. That's just a click. Answer the question every week. And if you have further questions and comments, we'll go ahead and read those on the show. That's definitely something that we can get out there. If we do get enough feedback and comments, there will be a period where we're able to read your messages and read your feedback and comments. So, again, let us know. Uh, message us. Post comments to our page. We'll be glad to, to weigh in on that, and I'll be glad to give you my opinion on that. Next week's poll question, when is the best time? to have a bye week and why. So be thinking about that, give your opinions on why, and be looking for that question to pop up on the Facebook page either today or tomorrow. Now it's time for some news and notes from around the area. The big one from over the weekend, one of West Virginia's most highly sought-after recruits made his college choice over the weekend, Amir Richardson of University High School. And if you've never seen this young man in play, he is a delight to watch. Amir is going to be a senior this year, and he announced his choice at a ceremony at University High School Sunday evening. He selected WVU over Pitt, Georgia Tech, Cincinnati, Army, Temple, and Marshall. And those seven schools were the finalists out of a number of schools in the area, in the region. He was offered by a lot of people, and uh, but he's 6'2", 200 pounds. He's WVU's 12th overall pledge for 2019 and the 4th of the weekend. Another big one was Capital quarterback Kerry Martin. He committed on Saturday. So it's a pretty good weekend for um, WVU's recruiting, by the way. Uh, Martin, Dwayne Grantham of Martinsburg High School, uh, also uh, committing to WVU. The university folks say he is the most heavily recruited prospect that they've had. Uh, Richardson projects as a downhill safety or an outside linebacker in college. I've seen him play. He made a great one-handed catch against South last year as a wide receiver. Uh, Looks like they're targeting him on defense in college. They say outside linebacker, and and I'm just not sure. I, I don't see that size. There's the projectability in his body, but he he's got the ball skills to play in the secondary. And those are there without question. I don't know if he's got the size height-wise 
to be a secondary. He certainly or to be in the secondary. He certainly has wheels. There's no doubt about that. Uh, which could also come into play as an outside linebacker. We'll see what Tony Gibson plans to project uh, him and plans to do with him. But a very talented athlete, and he is going to go play for WVU. Quick story about how skilled Amir Richardson is. Last year when he played Parkersburg South and he made that one-handed touchdown catch, he was defended by probably South's best defensive back at the time, a sophomore by the name of Brandon Penn, who I believe was playing his first game or first start at defensive back or something like that. By the way, he was in his first year as a starter. That was game two or three. Richardson caught three touchdown passes in that game, and to a man, everybody in the South staff raved at how Penn defended Richardson. And this is a game where the guy Penn was guarding that managed to catch three touchdowns. And to be honest, they were right because he played a great game despite allowing Richardson to score three touchdowns. He covered him very well otherwise. Uh, two of those touchdowns were on plays uh, where he was well covered and still managed to make the catch, including that one-handed grab that I mentioned a moment ago. In another instance, I believe Penn either slipped and fell or uh, got crossed up in the coverage and Richardson was wide open. So still just... Uh, a great job to defend the guy, and some guys are tough to defend, and Richardson certainly was that way this year. South will play Richardson later this year in the University Hawks. And by the way, his quarterback this year is Logan Holgerson, uh, who started at Morgantown as a sophomore two years ago, then transferred to Maryland prior to the start of last year. Didn't work out for him. There was a, a prep school there that he tried to be the starter uh, for, and, and that didn't work. So when he didn't get that starting job, he transferred back to Morgantown and finished the year at MHS. They eventually went 4-6, and six, but in a 2019 class AAA, 16 teams make it to the playoffs. So you know, they were in as a 16, and they got creamed in the first round. And then Holgerson transferred to university. So he's going to be working with Amir Richardson. So a pretty good quarterback-receiver tandem. They may be one of the best quarterback-receiver tandems in the state. But for as highly touted as... Amir Richardson is, the Mid-Ohio Valley has the guy that I would argue is the best prospect in this state or the most sought-after prospect in this state at the very least right now, and that's Brenton Strange, who just this weekend announced that he has received his 17th D1 offer, and he received it from Penn State. He's been offered by some of the biggest names Scrolling through you know, his Twitter account, these are the schools that have offered Brenton Strange, in addition to Penn State that just offered him this weekend, University of Albany, Rutgers, I'm going in chronological order, Purdue, a fine academic institution, by the way, Akron, Marshall, Wake Forest, UNC Charlotte, University of Cincinnati, Campbell University, Hampton University, University of North Carolina, University of Maryland, Ohio State University, he had pictures on social media with he and Urban Meyer, University of Notre Dame, University of Louisville, big-time schools, UConn, Penn State's number 17. Notably absent from that list, WVU. Let's hope Dana Holgerson gets uh, on track there. But for a long time, I think there was a perception that um, WVU did not go after the in-state talent, the top-flight in-state talent. Uh, a few years back, you had a couple big names. Ryan Switzer, notably out of George Washington. He went to UNC and is now in the NFL. Uh, but look at some of these guys that Holgerson's starting to get. You had Dante Stills out of Fairmont Senior. And, of course, his father Gary was a WVU linebacker, so there's a legacy connection there. But here in one weekend, you look at Amir Richardson and Kerry Martin from University and Capital, respectively. They're staying home to play at WVU. And now Brenton Strange, uh, he's 
perhaps the next big guy that's going to be up and sought after and making an announcement. Again, there's no word on when he's going to make an announcement. Um, but if you're WVU, why? Why haven't you offered him? Unless they project him as a tight end, and that's possible. That's possible that they do, and that WVU, their use of the tight end has left a little bit to be desired in the last several years. Um, so maybe they don't feel like Strange is a particularly good fit in what they're planning to run, and I could see that more so than maybe I could see with Switzer. But at least now they're starting to get some of these guys that are in-state. That's a good PR move for them. It's also good for these athletes to know that you know, if you do good things here, the biggest school in your backyard is going to notice and that that school recognizes that you are a talent that's on par with talent from other states. That's a very important piece of that as well. So uh, Richardson already to WVU. We'll see what Brenton Strange does. Speaking of PHS, other news from this week, PHS Morgantown, uh, they'll open the season against each other, uh, and that game was moved up a day, Thursday, August 23rd, and that will allow them to appear on Metro News. Metro News will do a live video broadcast of that game, uh, and that is also going to be simulcast on AT&T Sportsnet because the Pirates are not playing that night. So you could see PHS Morgantown Thursday, August 23rd in the SSAC's kickoff special. That's going to air on AT&T Sportsnet and, of course, online at Metro News. AT&T Sportsnet is a network that covers about 3 million people in western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and and. Maryland and West Virginia, of course. Pretty good region. They're covered by AT&T Sportsnet. So again, that'll be by far the biggest audience that PHS or Morgantown has played in front of uh, as far as television goes. And that's also the same night, Thursday, August 23rd, that Williamstown will be at home hosting Wheeling Central. So maybe if you can't make the trip to Morgantown, you can watch that on AT&T Sportsnet or DVR that one like I'll probably do. Uh, and you can even head to Williamstown and make it a doubleheader. Go see Williamstown, Wheeling Central, and then go home and watch the other off the DVR and make it a pretty big night. I'm sure Kerry Patrick uh, will look to do that. And, of course, you can find Kerry on DepthChartWC.com. Speaking of Metro News, I want to uh, send our best wishes to Garrett Cullen. Uh, if you've not heard of Garrett Cullen, he's been the guy to put a lot of the high school content on Metro News' website. I've worked with him to do that uh, Metro News Weekly Roundup. Uh, he's the guy I sent that into. Uh, he's the producer for High School Game Night on Friday nights. He makes that show click, makes that show work, and uh, is also the guy that puts the Metro News poll out there every week. He's the one that rounds up all the votes and gives you that content every week. So a lot of the content you have on West Virginia High School Sports is brought to you by Garrett Cullen. He left to take a job at the WVU Foundation. Uh, I know he's going to do some part-time and some freelancing at Metro News, and he will be missed. And again, a tip of the cap and a thank you to Garrett Cullen. Stay connected with us on Facebook. Like our page, the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. While you're there, answer our weekly poll question and feel free to share your comments or questions. Eric will get to those on a future edition of the show. Speaking of new faces in new places, we have a new analyst lineup on Seven Rangers Radio. Garrett Furr will be joining me on the Parkersburg South broadcasts on V96.9. We'll be joined by Randy Kinsolving as Silent Reporter. Our team on 93R will be Dave St. Peter and a new analyst, John Mike Nichols. You'll hear John Mike on Countdown to Kickoff. More on that later. And also, they'll be joined by Silent Reporter Dale Parsley, returning for another season. On WXCR, Craig Dutton will be joined by Kevin Hartle-Road and Greg Goodfellow as that team stays together once again. But again, Garrett Furr moving down from our 93R broadcast to join me on V96.9 and John Mike Nichols joining Dave St. Peter 
on Light Rock 93R. That's to replace Donald Butcher, who had been with me on V96.9 for about five years now, four years of South and a year before that, uh, some other games in the area. Uh, he's moved on to some other things in life. He's got a job in Morgantown now that's going to uh, preclude him from coming down here and being on our football coverage. So we want to thank him for all the fine work over the last several years. It's been a, been a pleasure, and hopefully we'll cross paths professionally down the road. And, of course, Donald's been a friend for life and will be a friend for life for me at least. And uh, it's been a pleasure to work with him. And I'm looking forward to working with Garrett this year, too. I think he's going to bring some interesting things to this discussion and bring uh, some interesting things to the mix here for our listeners as well. Next week on the program, of course, we've got a new poll question for you once again. That is, when's the best time to have a bye week and why? When's the best time to have a bye week and why? We'll let you know the answers to that next week, and I'll weigh in with my opinions. Also, we're going to talk about the new coaches in the area. Who has new coaches, and what might they be looking to do? What might their biggest obstacles be? And some schedule changes. We'll tell you what's new on schedules this year, because there are a lot of teams that have some differences and some big ones in some cases uh, on their schedule this year as compared to what they've had in past years. And also, we'll share the latest news and notes for you. A couple things to plug here. Seven Ranges Radio Countdown to Kickoff will premiere on August 24th at 6 p.m. on all three of our stations. That's Light Rock 93R, V96.9, and WXCR in anticipation of the kickoff on all three of those stations. That'll be a 30-minute show for our 7 p.m. kickoffs and a full-hour show for our 7.30 p.m. kickoffs. And next week, you can find Facebook Live previews. Our Facebook Live preview series uh, will continue on our Facebook pages. So like us on Facebook, Light Rock 93R, V96.9, and WXCR. And we'll preview the seasons for your favorite teams uh, through a series of videos with the head coaches. We'll talk to the head coaches and get their word. Uh, we got 16 teams, or 12 teams, rather, that we're going to cover on that. And we'll have those videos for you starting next week. So you want to catch that. And we'll share some of the clips for you on this show as well. That'll do it for our first week. We hope you've enjoyed the program. We hope you continue to enjoy that. Let us know how we're doing. Give us feedback online or through Facebook. Let us know what you'd like to see in here as part of this show. Also, give us comments. Answer our Facebook poll as well. We want you to be involved. Like I said at the beginning, this is a place that I can share my opinions, but I also want it to be a place where your opinions are heard and shared and put out there as well in a way we can't quite do on Countdown to Kickoff. That'll do it for the first ever edition of the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Until next week, my name is Eric Little. Have a good week, everybody. This has been the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and vote in our weekly poll. Come back next week for another new episode, and thanks for listening.